0: It's great to be with you all uh, here this morning definitely consider it an honor uh, to be with you Pastor Jared and I are you know, we're we're friends. We've been friends now for 18 years Uh, So we've been friends for a long time and uh, you know, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him And there's nothing he wouldn't do for me and so the last 18 years we've been doing absolutely nothing for each other but um (laughs) It's an old joke, but it still works anyways uh, it's just uh, such an honor and uh, we just love him um, love his family his kids they they almost just feel like family to us and uh, love your church and you know we've had pastor jared uh, many times over the years and and it's just it just feels good you know just to be of like spirit and uh, like heart and uh, today uh, as I'm, i'm here with you i just hope that i can share my heart uh in in this message. Real quick, uh, just wanna welcome those joining us online. Idaho, North Carolina, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, Nevada, and Arizona. Come on, can we just welcome those joining us online? Also, those of you in, in the other campuses, in Blythe, San Diego, Santa Paula, we welcome you also. And I'm honored and privileged to be here speaking to you. You know, real quick, I heard a story uh, about a, a, one of the old preachers back in the day, and he was going on the circuit and preaching from church to church, and he needed to figure out a faster way to get between places. And so he said, "You know, I need to go find me a fast horse." And so he went out to one of the farms, and he went to the farmer there, and he asked him, "Do you have a horse that I could that I could bide?" And he goes, "What do you need the horse for?" He said, "I need to get." To different meetings revival meetings a lot quicker the guy goes I got something better for you than a horse I got a donkey the guy goes a donkey he goes yeah not only is it a donkey it's a Christian donkey how many know some Christian donkeys out there and uh, so he sees uh, this donkey and he goes well that's kind of odd he goes no here's the thing with this donkey it's a Christian donkey so when you say thank you Jesus this donkey will run faster than any horse that I have and will get you where you need to go but he goes don't forget he's a Christian donkey also so when you need that donkey to stop you need to say amen so that preacher gets on that donkey he sits on that donkey and he goes, thank you, Jesus. And sure enough, that donkey takes off faster than a speeding bullet. And that donkey is running faster than any horse on that farm. And that donkey's going, and that preacher getting a little nervous now. And now they're hitting closer to a cliff. And the the preacher's getting scared and he starts going, whoa, whoa, and he's pulling back on the reins. He's going, stop, 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 stop. And all of a sudden the preacher remembers he's a Christian donkey. So the preacher yells out, amen. And that donkey comes to a halt right at the edge of the cliff. And the preacher leans back and goes, thank you, Jesus. So I just say all that to let you know if you want this donkey to stop preaching give me some amens today and you'll you'll bring this donkey to an end. Hey real quick can I just show you a picture of my family they're not with me today um, but I got um, my lovely wife Shinobu my uh, oldest son Zane and I think he's actually I just saw Japan joined online so what's up Zane he's watching online my daughter Melody and my youngest son, Jaron, and uh, they've usually been with me all the times that I've been here, but they couldn't come. School starts, actually, uh, this week for the kids in Hawaii, so uh, my wife definitely sends her greetings uh, to all of you today. Well, this morning, I want to share with you a thought, um, uh, a story, and, and if that's okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about surfing. I'm from Hawaii. Is that okay if I talk about surfing? Do I, do I have some surfers in here? All right, got a couple of surfers. How about anybody, some wannabe surfers in here? I got more wannabes than real, and that's fine with me. But I'm gonna talk a little bit about, about surfing. And um, my parents were actually, uh, you could just call them surf bums. my, you say, wow, that's a mean thing to say. Well, just to let you know, my mom met my dad. She was hitchhiking to go surfing, and my dad picked her up. Isn't that romantic? <laughs> And that's honestly how they met, and then I came along, and then they got married after that. But anyways, that's another story. But we've, I've grown up around the water my whole life, and when I was a kid, uh, when I was a lot younger, we would go surfing a lot as a family. In fact, we would do church and on Sundays, most often the whole family we jump in the car and we'd go down to a place on our island called Pohiki. Now our island's different than what you visualize of Hawaii with white sand beaches. We're the newer, the newest part of Hawaii. So I got a picture. It actually looks like this. This is Pohiki. There's no sand, it's lava rocks and, and trees and, and really exotic looking. The water's nice and clean. And that bay rocks all around so we would surf out there uh, I don't even know how many times just growing up but here's the thing is when I was younger and I first went out there I remember my mom telling me this and saying hey Evan you got to remember there's a reef on the inside and it's it's not like all sand it's a rock reef and so when you're out there you have to stay lined up with that coconut tree Not that one, not that. this coconut tree. Stay in line with that. So that way when you catch the wave from this point, you'll miss the reef. And I can tell you that I have been caught on the reef before. I don't know if you've ever been caught on a reef. It's pretty scary, especially when you didn't know it was there. You'll catch the wave and you'll get in and then you'll think well I'm just gonna swim back out and you'll go to kick or paddle and you realize the water is only this deep and I've actually been on the reef when I've stood up on the reef and the water is sucking out and you turn and there's another wave coming right in at you and there's nowhere to go and I have many friends and family members that are scarred on their body Because they got caught by a wave while they were on the reef, and the wave just ran them across those rocks. A couple of weeks ago, we started a series in our church, and we went through the book of Hebrews. And if you don't know Hebrews, real quick, it was written to the early church, to the Hebrew church, to convince them not to go back to the old covenant, not to go back to uh, the the Moses covenant. You see, they were, uh, Jesus didn't come back when they expected him to. Persecution was mounting on the church. Many of them said, let's just go back. And isn't that true human nature today? When we get discouraged, we want to go back. Go back to the old life. Go back to the old friends. Go back to the old hangouts. Go back to doing the old things. And they were wanting to go back. And Hebrews was written to encourage them and to tell them that everything in Jesus is better. Can I get an amen today that Jesus is better? And reading through that, you find that there were a lot of warnings that were given To the Hebrews a lot of warnings and I want to look at one of the warnings this morning and this is in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 he says to them so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift everybody say drift. drift we may drift away from it and he was giving them a warning today don't drift don't drift and if I could give you a warning Give me a warning. Everyone watching online and every campus this morning, don't drift. When I was out there surfing, my mom gave me the warning. Don't drift because there's currents that will pull you to the wrong place. And when you think about our lives today, we all have currents that are pulling us away and causing drift in our life. What are some of the areas that we can drift in? How many of you know if you're married, you can drift apart in your marriage? I've been married for 18 years. I've experienced it when drift has come. You fall in love. It's the person, it's the most perfect person for you. You can have conversations and you fill their tank. They fill your tank. And you say, man, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. And, and that's why you get married, right? you don't say, I don't want to spend the rest of my life, let me get married. You say, I want to, it's the right person. So you get married, but then you, maybe you buy a house. So now you have to work a little extra to make that mortgage payment. And then you have one child, then you have another child, then you have another child. And now life is really busy and you got all these things going on and currents begin pulling you this way and that way. And it's not that you said, I don't want to be with you anymore. It's just, you've, drifted apart and where you once were you're no longer at drift happens in our marriages how many know that drift can happen between us and our children drift can happen with us in church there are people who aren't here today because they simply drifted away maybe it's with our health and we got all inspired and motivated and you know back in January this is the year 2017 I'm gonna get healthy Yesterday, we're in drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. Come on. I'll do it next year. Drift. Drift happens in many forms in our life, and we get caught on the reef. You know, the devil never takes a vacation. Distractions never take a vacation. Trials never take a vacation. There are always currents that are pulling and tugging and pushing us away. I was thinking that. What, what are some of the currents that we have in life? I would say, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a professional in this area, but I would say, I would, I, would, I would bet money that I don't think there's been any other point in history when human beings have been so distracted as we are right now. Some of you didn't even hear me say that because you were distracted checking your Instagram. <laughs> I know who you are because you just went like that. Just kidding. We're distracted. We can't even make it through dinner with someone without pulling out our phone. You know, my wife and I, we've had to make that rule. We go out to dinner, we turn the phone off. The house could be burning down. The kid's going crazy. We don't even know. We're going to spend time with one another. We're distracted. What are some of the distractions? I mean, social media, no doubt, can distract us. Can't go, th- can't go 30 minutes without checking our Facebook or our Instagram you know I got caught up in that I, I realized I was too distracted I had to take those apps off of my phone too distracted what's another thing that can distract us how many know there's there's that new phenomenon it's called Netflix oh come on it's getting real now in this church anybody honest enough just just in the last four days you binge watched something yeah look at that Yeah, we've all binge-watched, right? It's like, you you just say, oh, that looks like an interesting series. i got time for one. Ten hours later, (laughs) we're like, where's season two? (laughs) We get distracted. YouTube. You know, my kids rather watch YouTube than watch television, like cable. They rather watch things on YouTube, the dumbest things. YouTube and... We got all these things. How about, how about sports and activities and all the things that our kids are doing nowadays? And there are tons of currents in life. And, you know, not to, I'm not saying those things are bad things. You know, a current is not a bad thing. We need currents. They serve a purpose in the ocean and in our temperature and moving the water. It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying Netflix is bad or any of those things are bad. Let me tell you when a current is bad, it's when you're caught in the current. When you're caught in the current, do you know that people die in the ocean when they get caught in currents? They're just out there swimming. They don't know. Sooner or later, they realize, oh, it's too late. I can't get back in and they die they drown because they got caught in the current and those things that I mentioned aren't bad but when you're caught in it it's a bad thing you know I've recently over the last couple of years I started going to the gym I used to hate going to the gym I thought I would never go to the gym I'm not a gym person and I I began to enjoy it I began to hang out with people that do it and and I, I enjoy it but this is what I found is that if I go on a trip Sometimes I've traveled, you know, maybe I'm gone for a week. You know, when I get back home, I'm not as inspired to get back in the gym. Now, I don't sit at home and I don't think to myself, you know what? I don't want to be healthy. I don't want to be stronger. I don't want to feel more energy in my body. I don't think that. You know what I just think? I don't feel like going. Maybe I should take a nap. That was a long flight. (laughs) Got to rest my muscles a little more before I get in the gym again. It just happened to me recently and you know I was actually sitting there on the couch and I said Evan get your bottom in the car and get to the gym I had to decide because the default was to simply think I don't wanna go and I wonder this is a great church God has planted you in a great house with great leadership and great pastors but you think about it you know that there are people that are no longer in this church That once came that once served once were faithful and they're not here this morning they're they're not attending anymore and it's not it's not that these people would say I don't like higher vision these people aren't saying I don't like Pastor Jared I don't like the worship I don't like the children's ministry I don't want to be closer to God I don't want to build more relationships with people they don't say that all of that happened is they began to drift the currents began to pull them away. In fact, if you talk to them, they'd say, yeah, I love the church. My kids love the children's ministry. Oh, they have great worship. Pastor Jared is so funny. They'd say all those things, but they just don't come anymore because they drifted away. And you know, church family, I want to tell you today that drift can happen to the best of us. To the best of us. We can all get caught up in currents that pull us from the position that God wants us to be in you see Hebrews six nineteen says this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls it leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary you know today Jesus is our hope and if we're gonna if we're gonna stay put through the currents of life we need to be anchored to the right anchor to that anchor of hope today, and and I and I asked them if they could grab me a chain because I was thinking about this today. How many of you have a, a chain? This this is a pretty simple design, can we all agree? I, I don't have an engineering degree, and if you do, and I'm wrong on this, don't come and tell me afterwards. But but <laughs> I don't think you need an engineering degree to make this chain. I mean, I think if somebody knows how to weld, they can probably put a chain together. It's simple links that are bound together. It's, it's, not, it's not overly complicated. A chain has been around for a long time. Do we all agree on that? Before computers were invented, they had chains. And it's really simple. Now, if this was anchored, okay, say we had an anchor on the bottom. This is connected to a ship, and the ship is resting uh, on this anchor. Let me ask you this question. Which link in this chain doesn't matter? How many of you know every link matters? As simple as it is, you can't say, I don't want that link. If you take that one link out, how many know it falls? Because every link matters. It's very simple, but every link matters. If you want this to work, you need every link. And today, can I give you a couple of links to the chain that will anchor us to Jesus Christ. A couple of links to the chain that can keep us positioned so the currents don't carry us away. This is really simple today. If you came looking for deep theology, come back next week, Pastor Jared will be here. You got the guy from Hawaii. It's simple, shaka brada, that's all we know. All right, uh, the, the links here, the first link, this is in no order of importance because it, it, it's all important. The first link is church. Keep coming to church. I love the church of Jesus Christ. I believe the church is the hope of the world. And, you know, what's so great about church is that no matter how bad your week has been, church is going to be good. It's that one constant in our ever-changing world. You might have had the worst week of your life, but you know, if you come to church, somebody's going to greet you at the door. If you come to church, the worship is going to be awesome. And the worship is going to be God focused. And it's going to point you in the right direction. You know, if you come to church, pastor Jared is going to be here. How many know pastor Jared? He dresses good. Pastor Jared preaches good. And I know him. He smells good too. I mean, you know, you're going to get the whole package. You know, if you come to church, your kids are going to be encouraged in the children's ministry. It's the constant. Don't neglect coming to church. That's one of the links in the chain. Let me give you another link today. It's our Bible. Everybody say Bible. Bible. We need to read our Bibles. Read our Bibles. I think today we got more Bibles than we know what to do with. We got them on our iPads and our phones and and everywhere, but we don't read them. We need to read the Word of God. It is another constant. With all of the crazy doctrines and all the crazy things that you can see online today, we need to get back to what the Word of God says and to stand on that so that we can be positioned so those currents don't take us away. Read your bible here's the next link in the chain is prayer everybody say prayer Prayer. c.s lewis says this relying on god has to begin all over again every day as if nothing had yet been done how many know you can't go to god in january and say all right god i'm gonna pray for the whole year I'll, i'll see you next year again it don't work that way You can't go to your wife and say, I'm going to love you all today for the next month. It don't work that way. She'll be gone next month. Come on. It's every day. Our prayer life is something that should just be a part of who we are. Every day, spending time with the Lord in prayer you know if you don't pray at all I'm not saying you have to spend an hour how about just two minutes a day start somewhere get that link in the chain to position you here's another thing today how about worship everybody say worship Worship. it's another important link doing what we were created to do I love worship because you know what worship says is that no matter what's going on in my life as much turmoil as I'm surrounded in God you are still good you're still good. I'm not going to focus on this. God, I'm going to focus on you. God, I'm going to trust that you can do something. We're not ignoring the circumstances, but we're magnifying God in the middle of the storms of life. It's another important link. Let me give you another link today. It's serving. Everybody say serving. Serving. I've been in church my whole life, and I know this for a fact. The most reliable and consistent people are those who serve. They're those who serve. I'm not saying their lives are perfect and that they don't have any problems, but I'm saying they're reliable, they're consistent, they're solid. And I think that there's just something about having accountability in our life something about saying, I need to serve this Sunday. I need to be in church. You know, when you're in church, if you're serving, you're still going to hear the worship. You're going to hear the message and you're going to see people. And that does something to your life versus people who don't serve, people who don't have the accountability, people who don't have to necessarily be there every Sunday. I want to tell you, serving is an important part. And we encourage people in our church to serve. I like to tell people, give somebody else the chance you had when you first came to church because somebody served, you heard the gospel, you heard the worship, you were loved. Come on, it's your turn to step up and love someone else that's walking through those doors. And here's the last thing I want to highlight is circles. Everybody say circles. circles. Getting into your circles today are so important. I am convinced that life is better together. God hasn't called us to walk this walk alone. We need people we need to get into those groups and if you're not in a circle find one you need friends that love you enough that when currents are pulling you this way they say hey come on it's time to get back on track it's time to get back in church you need to make things right with your wife or with your husband you need to make things right with your kids hey you're working too much you're not doing this you know we need friends like that isn't that amen amen I'm glad for friends. I I was just talking to one of my friends the other day, and I was a little frustrated. I love what, this is what my friend said. He goes, if you do that, I will jump on the plane right now, and I will slap you on the head. (laughs) And I hung up the phone saying, thank God for friends who love me enough that when currents are pulling me, they get me back on track. You see, we need those circles in life because if we're not careful, the currents are going to pull us. And before we know it, we're caught on the reef. Ephesians 5.15 says, be, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Isn't that a great verse? It's just so simple. Be careful how you live. You know what the Greek word definition for careful is? Careful. It's really simple. She's saying, be careful. Don't be a fool. Make the right decisions. And even back then, it was evil days. I'd say it's evil days today. And we got to make the right decisions in life. We have to position ourselves in life. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of guys from the church, we jumped in our trucks and we drove down to Waipio Valley. If you've never been there, it's, I think it's the most beautiful place in Hawaii, the, the state of Hawaii. It's like untouched Hawaii. You need four-wheel drive to get down there. There's no electricity, black sand beach, river running through the valley, wild horses running around. I mean, it's incredible to be down there. And we went down there and we went surfing. Now I know uh, for some, you know, People view surfing differently we had some guys with surfboards but I I was on a bodyboard I I don't like standing up if I don't have to so I lay down just a little lazy at times anyways but we were out there so I'm I'm on the bodyboard and the reason I say that is we were out there in the water we're catching waves but I I was thinking about it that the whole time we're out there we're, we're, we're in the group in the water and we're talking and we're laughing but the whole time I'm on my bodyboard I'm kicking constantly kicking because there was a current that was coming from the left side of the valley that pulls you down to the right side of the valley. Now at White Hill Valley, you just can't go anywhere and catch a wave. There are certain spots where the wave is a little better because of however the ground is shaped when that swell comes in. It forms a wave that's easier to catch. And so the whole time you're in the water, you have to keep kicking and paddling so you can stay in the right place so when that wave picks up, you can catch the wave and hopefully you get barreled and somebody gets a picture of you and you can put it on Instagram, right? And so you're, you're kicking. And I was thinking about life today and how we live life is that we have to be constantly kicking and paddling against the currents. You can't go out there and say, look, I'm so tired today. I wanna catch a wave, but you know what? I'm not gonna paddle, and when I see the wave, then I'll kick. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna get all the way down here, and the wave's gonna form there, and you're gonna try to get there and fight the current, and you're gonna miss the wave. If you want to catch the wave, you better keep on kicking and position yourself until that wave comes through. And I want to end this morning simply with this word, and the word is intentionality. Everybody say intentionality. I've been thinking about this word a lot over the last couple of... In fact, I'd say probably maybe the whole year, intentionality. Such a key word today because... Again, when we were in that water, the only way we would catch that wave is if we were intentional about it. If we were intentional about positioning ourselves so that we could be in the sweet spot when that wave would come. We need intentionality. In fact, I would say that intentionality is the opposite of what drift is. Drift is just, well, whatever happens, happens. Intentionality says, I'm going to position myself here so that I'll be ready for what comes Philippians 3 13 no dear brothers and sisters I have not achieved it but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us you know when I read that verse it tells me this one thing intentionality I'm gonna press on I'm gonna look forward. I'm gonna get that price. He was being intentional in what he was saying. He, he didn't just say, Well, I'm just gonna hang loose. I'm just gonna cruise. I'm just gonna wait till God does something. He says, I'm gonna press on. And today, do you have that heart? Do you have that attitude that says, I'm gonna press on? I'm gonna keep on kicking. I'm gonna keep on paddling till I get to that price? You see, people don't drift from God. Because of bad intentions it's because of no intentions they don't drift from their marriage because of bad intentions it's because of no intentions they never get intentional about anything in their life and they just think that you can drift and that somehow things are going to work out somehow things will just get better and we just drift and we don't kick and we don't paddle And when that wave comes, we're out of position because we were lazy, we weren't intentional. I'm not talking about bad people today, but good people can get into bad situations when they aren't intentional in life. It's not that people ever say, I want to quit, it's just they don't say, I'm going to do it. And you know today, this is my challenge for you. It's very simple. When you leave this place, I want you to ask yourself that question. What do I need to be more intentional about in life? In fact, as I've shared this message message, I'm sure that the Holy Spirit has spoken to a couple of your hearts here this morning. A couple of things that you, you begin to feel, you know, I, I need to I need to make this change. I, I need to make that change. I've I've drifted in this area, I've drifted in that area. Maybe for you some, it's just saying, you know, our marriage, we're going to change our marriage from now on. Not just saying I'm going to be more intentional, but to actually say, you know, you know, honey, we're going to take that one day a week. We're going to, we're going to have a meal together. One day a week, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk. It's going to be Mondays at three o'clock. We're going to do, you say, what is that? That's being intentional. Because if we just say we need to spend more time together, the currents come and we miss it. You know, for some of you today, maybe you've been coming to church once a month. This is this is your first time in a month, and you're like, oh great, Pastor Jared's not even preaching. It's a guy from Hawaii there. And maybe today it's just being intentional and saying, you know what? Me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. We're, we're gonna be in church. We're, we're gonna start coming to church. It's not gonna be what activities are coming up, if there's something that seems better. If family wants to do this or that, we're gonna we're gonna be intentional, and we're gonna get in church. Maybe some of you here, there's been leaders that have come, they've been coming to you, and they say, we, "We need you to serve. You're gifted in this. You're gifted in that. Won't you serve in this area or that area?" And you've been saying, "Well, when things get better, when God when God does all this other stuff, it's not that you have a moral problem in your life. You're just you're just busy." They say, "When this is done or that's done." You know what's gonna happen if you don't start kicking and getting yourself in position you're gonna miss what God's wanting to do you're gonna be all the way down there when the blessing comes and maybe today it's just being intentional and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna call them I'm gonna take that step I'm I'm gonna start serving I want to start positioning myself against the currents of life I'm gonna start kicking I'm gonna start paddling it could be many areas giving loving, forgiving. Start positioning ourselves today. What is the one area in your life that you need to be more intentional about? And after you discover that area, the second thing is do it. Do it. Don't sit back. Don't wait. Be intentional and position yourself for God's blessing. Amen.